listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You are listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, and today I am joined by our guest, Jackie Swan, the director of Summit County Early Intervention and Pediatric Occupational Therapist. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So we're talking about developmental walking and, and how uh, to get our kids up and at them. Right. Um, so kind of just explain to me kind of what your definition of uh, development walking is. Yeah. So after our babies learn how to crawl at about nine months, um, we um, start getting them up. So we teach them how to pull to stand. Um, so usually we do it more at a couch so that they don't get banged up, right? So they're mm-hmm. crawling, they pull up with their upper body, and then they pull up with their legs and they're standing. And the first thing our cute little babies learn how to do is they learn how to cruise the couch. Mm-hmm. So they move back and forth, up and down on the, on the couch. And um, we like to put little toys on the couch to encourage them to move back and forth. Like little incentives. Yeah, little fun things for them to do. So they go up and down the couch. Um, so that's the first part of developmental kind of walking is they learn how to cruise. And that's usually about 11 months. Um, and give or take, right? Because every kid's different. Every baby is different Yeah. on that kind of developmental scale. Yeah, I would say three months on either side. So if they're mm-hmm. not doing that by 14, 15 months, then I would probably be more concerned if they're not showing progression in wanting to be on their feet and then the family should talk to their pediatrician and starting kind of with that uh, kind of back and forth cruising the couch scenario us as parents or um, if we have uh, you know help at home that's with our babies during the day or in the evenings or whatever um, what should we be doing to kind of help facilitate because we want them to be able to have that strength on their own and to get themselves up but Is there any sort of tip or trick or technique that um, us as caregivers can kind of help them with or that we should be helping them with? So with cruising, what I would do is take the cushions off your couch and allow them to have, they have a lower surface to be able to reach Mm -hmm. up and then put a toy further back in the back of the couch. So then when they're standing up, they're like, oh, there's that ball all the way back there. I really want to get that. Yeah. Um, So you need to be on the floor as a parent to be able to facilitate to get the kid to be able to move. Um, And then when they're up, you can put your hands on their hips and move them side to side if they're not wanting to to do that. And kind of show them... Yeah. What that feels like, yeah. that cruising aspect. And then after they're cruising, um, they get to a point where we do some bridging kinds of things. So you have your couch, and then maybe, maybe you have a table or a chair, mm-hmm. and you give them like two or three inches that when they're moving along the couch, they take that risk of, ooh, I kind of want to see what's over there. And we call that bridging, that they're bridging between s- two surfaces. And they might let go for a half a second to a second to be able to move to the next point of stability. Mm-hmm. And try and to find that balance on their own in that in-between space, right. right? And at that point, I don't like parents constantly touching them. I want the kid to take the risk to be able to go. Yeah. So if it's a little, you know, a little treat sitting over there, their brother or sister, whatever it is that they want to go for, I usually encourage parents to, to use that when they're trying to get them to learn how to bridge. Yeah, and to let them f- kind of understand what that feels like to absolutely have that 
that base of their own. Yeah, and another thing that's interesting is sometimes kids don't want to do it, mm -hmm. and parents want to force them to get to that next little step step when they're bridging. So some babies, when they're cruising, they'll just back down and sit right on their bum, mm -hmm. and they'll sit there, and the parent will be like, I really want them to move. And I'm like, they're really not ready. Yeah. So just keep encouraging them to move as much as you can and get them to be good cruisers at the couch. Yeah, I've learned with having children, forcing them to do anything really, regardless of their age, just does not work, does it? It does not <laughs> work. It's got to be their way. Yeah. It's their way or they're like, I'm not doing it. Yeah, exactly. Well, because they also have to understand and, and learn what being comfortable by doing that is as well. And I think that's important is the comfortability of whatever we're trying to teach them or have them learn. Right. Making sure that they, they feel comfortable doing it and then the confidence to do it on their own. Right. And I think it's great for the parent to be on the floor. Mm -hmm. You know, don't sit on the couch and watch them cruise. Sit on the floor and let the child take the whole program going yeah. what, what he's doing. Right. So they've cruised. Uh -huh. They've bridged. Yeah. And then what do they do? Are they just off and running after that? So then after that, we do this thing called static standing, where we have them stand between your legs or they stand up in the middle of the floor, and they're able to push up off their off their hind, hind legs mm -hmm. and push up into standing. Um, and they will get balance for one to three seconds. And that's when we introduce push toys and everybody's got a push toy. Yes. Um, but you don't need to have a push toy. You can push a laundry basket. You can push a bar stool. I mean, anything that you have in your house that's that you're able to push when parents don't have the means to do that. Mm -hmm. I look around their house and see what is available that a kid can push. Oh, that's something probably a lot of people don't even think about is... right. There are so many things around our house, a cardboard box, right? anything. And you load it up. I mean, yeah. so, you, so like with the laundry basket, I will put a bunch of blankets and toys on the top so the kid has to push. Sometimes pushing um, an empty laundry basket, they just fall over. Sure. So load it up with weights on the bottom. Yeah. And also things that are inside of it that might be fun for them. Right, exactly. They're entertained while they're doing it. And they're standing. Right, right. And you can also move that laundry basket close to the couch where they can take steps between the couch and that cute laundry basket full of really fun things they want to play with. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So then from there, yep. at what point, um, because I know for my son in particular, um, he he was doing all of those types of things and he had yep. the push toys and, and all of that, um, but he wasn't just walking on his own yet. Right. But it seemed like he could. And right. it just wasn't. And then all of a sudden, something just clicked, and it was on his first birthday, and he just came walking on his own around the corner. Right. So I think the most important thing is these kids have the skills. If they can cruise, if they can bridge, if they can static stand, they're going to be able to walk. But sometimes, like we talked about earlier, it's on when they want to. Mm -hmm. It's not when we want them to. So we encourage them um, holding hands, holding one hand, um, they're close to walking. And then we also do two hand holding too, so getting them to walk. But they're ready when they're ready. Yeah. So you can kind of gradually continue to work with them. They've utilized their push toys. They're bridging in between maybe a number of different things at this point Absolutely. from a couch to a chair to a laundry basket full of toys and fun. Um, you're seeing them stand. And so do you at that point as, as a parent say, okay, let's encourage this uh, maybe a little more. Absolutely. Let's, let's walk through the house a little more holding hands, whether it's one or two. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of help them through different areas and different processes as opposed to just maybe letting them crawl on their own? Yeah. Sometimes I'll take 
where they're at with the couch, I'll move a chair right over right next to the couch because it's a different surface. So the child might have to move from a higher surface to a lower surface mm -hmm. and it's level, it's, it's like right there. And sometimes the kid will look at the other surface and say, I'm not going there. Yeah. So I will do whatever, I, whatever it is to make the kid feel more stable and want to move in their environment. And I think it goes back to what we were saying too a little bit. It's, it's the comfortability for them, the confidence that right. they gain by being able to know that they can do it and to do it on their own, um, you know, maybe with a little guidance or a little assistance, but building right. that courage. And uh, one other thing that I do too is one thing I always ask my families are, how much are they crawling versus standing? Mm -hmm. Are they wanting to be standing upright more or are they really still crawling a lot? So I look at what they're doing in their environment and the parent will say, oh, they're only crawling 5% of the time and you know they are up all the time. Right then that's already telling me that this kid is going to want to be walking. Right, right. They, have, they switch over in what they want to do. Right, exactly. And so and now kind of taking a step back as an occupational therapist, at what point then as a parent, should we maybe have a concern or think, I really feel like my child's ready to be walking, but they're just not yet, or they're just not finding their stability or their balance. Uh, where's that line at? Because I know we always err on the side of caution. I think, like I said, like it's kind of that three-month uh -huh, mark. Uh -huh. I kind of look at if they're not walking by 15 months, then I start looking at what's going on. Um, and I really refer back to the pediatrician because every kid is going to their pediatrician at a year and they're listening to what their doctor is telling them and where they are in their development. Mm -hmm. But after 15, 16 months, I get more worried, like, why aren't they walking? Is something happening with them medically? Um, do they just not want to move? Like, what's what are the issues? Yeah, I was going to say, are there other signs that, that parents or caregivers should be looking at when it comes to that other than just kind of that age mark? I think just looking at their progression, you mm -hmm. know, we've talked about crawling at nine months, cruising at 11 months, walking at a year. So looking, are they hitting milestones? Mm -hmm. And if they've always been two or three months behind on hitting a milestone, I, I'm okay with it if they're progressing. Right. If they're not progressing, then I'm more worried. Mm -hmm. Resource-wise, if, if parents have questions or if they want uh, to rem to remember maybe some of those tips and tricks that you said, you know, those all those other different tools they can use as pushing tools and things like that. Are there resources out there yeah, they can find? Yeah, you can go online and just type in zero to one year and you'll come up with stuff. The Center for Disease Control has uh, um, all different sheets of development. Um, the health department has stuff on their website also. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank Great you. Great information. Um, things that you might not even think about sometimes. Just right. different things in your house that can you can utilize and Get those kiddos up yeah, and walking. Yeah, you don't need expensive toys. You no. just need to have stuff that you're able to move around in. Yeah, but then also, you know, as a parent, we have to remember um, we want them to walk so bad. But once they start, they never stop. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you better have your house childproof. You better be ready. You yeah. better be ready. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Jackie, thank you so much for being yeah, with thank us. thank you. Really appreciate it. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.